Um, is that some kind of nay nay thing? <laughs> I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo in so much space. And when you're out there without care, yeah, I was out of Conversations for our grandkids. Welcome to Conversations for our grandkids. My name is Seamus Millar. Wait, is it picking it up? Well, anyway, this is Conversations. Welcome for Conversations. Welcome to Conversations for Welcome our grandkids. Welcome to Conversations <laughs> for our grandkids, dude. I um, I just saw a possum before we started recording. A big ass possum walking down the sidewalk. What do you think about that? I hate those fucking things, man. They're so ugly. So ugly. And I remember uh, when I was a kid, I walked by one one time, and it was, like, dead and bloated, and it smelled like death, you know? So, and it was the first time where I was like, oh, that's what a dead body smells like. So every time I see a possum now, I just think of dead bodies. I get the smell of dead bodies in my mouth. (laughs) Uh, No, dude, you know what? That's funny that you should say that. I I had a similar, well, not a similar experience, but it's weird how your brain associates certain certain memories and things. I I recently was in Taco Bell. Okay, so I'll give you the punchline first. Not a punchline, but basically now every time I eat Taco Bell, I think of dead children. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the reason that that happened is because uh, I was in Taco Bell, and I was looking on my phone, and there was an article that was like, Top 10 grossest pictures we wish weren't real. And I was like, yeah, this uh. seems like a good thing to click right now. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be stupid. Like, it's not even going to be that bad. Uh, the first picture was a Russian family in the, in like the 1910s or, th- or whatever during the famine. And uh, there's just all these dead body parts for sale, like on their table. What? And. Yeah, it's like a dead little kid and shit, and it turned out it was their kids that they, like, killed and were, like, selling for, for or eat, selling and slash eating to survive the famine. I was oh, like, fuck. fuck. I'm oh, still going to eat this Taco Bell, though. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still going <laughs> to make gonna my way through Still going to take down it. that Wrap Supreme, though. <laughs> oh, oh, and I did. Thank you, sir. It was good. <laughs> well, no, now it's weird, because now every time I bite into that, you know that meat flavor that they have there? Yeah, you just think of dead children. Dead oh, kids. this is made of dead children. Taco dead Bell, kids. made of dead yeah. children. <laughs> yeah, but I did have, they have a chalupa now where the shell is made out of chicken. Woo! Mm-hmm. 
good? Pop the molly. I'm sweating. That's good. Ooh. Yeah. It's good as fuck. What what has science done, man? They've made a greatest chalupa I've ever had. I've never had a chalupa before, so. Yeah, I don't the think only I've, I've definitely I never had one from Taco Bell. I was strictly a, a Crunchwrap Supreme seven-layer burrito kind of guy myself. Crunchwrap Supreme is pretty good. I remember, if, if is that one dry, though? Is that what I'm thinking it's of? It's pretty dry. It's pretty dry. Yeah. I think it might have some sour cream on there, but it's uh, it's pretty dry. That's yeah, I liked it. I just thought it was really dry. Yeah, I always have to wash <laughs> it down with that Baja Blast. I, Damn. Taco Bell is the only place that I know that has Baja Blast flavored Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's a, it's a Taco Bell exclusive, man. It what? really is. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's fucking why. awesome. That makes so yeah. much sense. I'm like, no. I love this flavor. Why the fuck can't I get this anywhere else? Yeah, because you got to go to the Bell, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Bell. That's yeah. like when Radio Shack started calling themselves the Shack. I was like, this is not going to work. You guys are no. obsolete. Your you guys are going, going out down. of business. <laughs> Wait, what was the other one that they had? The other electronic store that like went out of business? Circuit City. Circuit City. Boom. I remember. Oh, remember going in there. Remember going into stores and like looking at shit. <laughs> like actually going to the stores to like be like, what kind of electronics do I need? <laughs> like what what CD do I need? <laughs> yeah, like going to stores instead of going online and be, doing all the research and possibly even buying the thing itself. From the seat of your own home. Like, you you really did. Like, I remember one time my, my dad and I were searching for, like, a specific kind of battery. And we really went to the store and, like, looked on the shelves. You know what I mean? Like, that was that was how we tried to find this battery. It's like, nowadays, if I needed that battery, I would be like, ah. It wasn't like a double A or, you know, anything like a D battery. It, it was like a dry cell battery, which are old style batteries they don't really make anymore. And uh, so if I had to buy that shit today, I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm just going to buy it off Amazon. It'll be here in two days. Yeah. Yeah, and now Amazon pretty much delivers things to your house the same day. You can pay for that. I've seen those trucks driving around. They yeah, just that's crazy. They go from their warehouse and then they just bring it to you. And it's like here it is. Yeah, three refrigerators. That's like essentially you asked. that's essentially my job. Actually, um, I got a new job. I don't work in the lab anymore. Grandkids. Uh, Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, bro. I was gonna tell you last time, but it, I didn't find a good time. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I like the job. It pays well. It's basically like a. a storeroom slash warehouse it looks more like a warehouse because everything is like still in boxes pretty much and it's like the shelving is very warehousey it's not meant to look pretty or anything like that but people can still come in and be like i want one of these and i want one of these um, but it's it's all lab supplies so i'm in the same building essentially <laughs> as the lab that i used to work in but um i'm selling the lab supplies now instead of being a scientist and i like that shit a lot more but the beauty of the system is which i i really like this is that you can put on put an order in let's say if you got your order in at 7 30 in the morning i would be there at 7 35 to pack it up put it in a box and we have a guy coming at eight who's going to take it to you so you might get your shit in an hour if you time it right and we have delivery guys going out twice a day so the morning orders get taken by the afternoon guy the afternoon orders get taken by the uh, the delivery guy in the morning and uh, so instead of like Amazon, how it used to be at least, where you could get it in two days or one day if you paid extra, like these people don't even have to pay for this and it gets to them in like a couple hours. Pretty fucking dope. Damn, dude. So you're done killing mice for a job. Dude, I'm Now done. you're only doing it recreationally. <laughs> only on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody's man, like, kill that mouse. You're like, no, I don't do that. Any- I don't do that kind of thing anymore. Nah, man. I don't do that stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah, I put down my... Uh, Put down my swastika, my mouse swastika. I'm no longer a mouse Nazi. Damn. 
Well, I that's good. Congratulations, man. man. Thank you. I really you seem, uh, I'm you, glad you to got be really out. bummed about that job for a while there. I'm glad you're out of that. Yeah, mostly it wasn't even the mouse killing. To be honest with you, I'd love to, for that to be the uh, the story that the grandkids hear. But to be honest with you, I just didn't really like the people. Now I feel open, like I can just talk about these motherfuckers openly because I don't work with them anymore. Let's but, hear it. Oh, dude. I mean, it's a, it's a science lab, so you're working with scientists, and you have to imagine the type of person who will agree for whatever reason, and some of these people really love it, but will agree to just sit down and count things all day, essentially, and measure things out very carefully and do math like over and over and over again, or sit down and Photoshop, you know, a hundred images, you know, to analyze certain properties of, of muscle uh, that they take from or pick, pick the pictures from the slides it's only a certain type of person that'll sit down and count to 35 over and over again one two three four five six seven eight all, you know so you get these very strange people and these are not the type of people who do well in social interactions let's just say that so you have a bunch of socially awkward fucking weirdos who tend to be egotistical very much so because because they were the smartest kid in their grade school exactly exactly and plus part of the research thing is like you have to learn very specific tasks in order to do the experiments so you end up having like uh highly technical skills that not many people have it's not that nobody could learn them it's just you're you're the only one out of a hundred people who knows how to do this one thing so there's a lot of that going on where it's like oh i'm i'm actually a, a specialist in you know uh uh, electron microscopy, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, okay, great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad to meet you. You know, and I just think yeah, it, yeah. I get tired of that shit. So it, the people that I work with are very strange, very egotistical. They, I, It's just uncomfortable to be around them. They do shit that makes sense, that doesn't make sense, I mean. Um, and like this one, like my one, I'm just going to get this off my chest. We can move on. But I, I just, no, go for I, don't, it. I didn't want to do this Let when I was working with for them. But uh, the lab manager that I – I shouldn't even said that, but I won't say her name. Uh, she threw me way under the bus. So for a year I had been – or for like six months I had been working in the lab uh, full time. And uh, it was time for like performance reviews or whatever the fuck. And they're like, oh, fill your own performance review out. And I was like, well, I think I did pretty fucking banging on all this shit, obviously, because no one said anything to me. Anyone, only pe- People have only had good things to say. And one of them was like your schedule. Like, do you keep your schedule the way it's supposed to be? So I was like, yeah, I work 40 hours a week. So that I think that fills the requirement. I don't get paid to work 41 hours a week. I don't get paid overtime, even if, you know, they would agree to that. So I'm going to work 40 hours a week. I think that's cool. You know, that's all I'm getting paid for. Come for the time for the performance review. This is like my big boss who at the, he makes $235,000 a year. That's the type of money this dude's making, which nice. pisses me off real bad. But so he's like the the big boss, and my manager reported to him. He has no clue, no clue what I do on a day to day basis because he's not even in Florida most of the time. He's usually in France, or he'll go to New Orleans for a conference, or he'll go to L.A. for a conference, or Stockholm, or, and he's going around to all these different labs and meeting other scientists and talking about other ideas, schmoozing with uh, drug companies, you know, that kind of stuff. He's rarely ever in Florida, let alone actually in the lab where we're working. The most that he'll, he'll do is maybe once or every two weeks he'll come by to ask a question or something like that. Anyway, so this is the person who's, he's like, yeah, you know, well, there seems to be some discrepancy about, you know, 
you're about how much you're working and i was like well how could that possibly be because i'm here from eight to four every day that's eight hours a day times five that's 40 hours a week that's how much i'm getting paid to be here and he was like oh well uh you know your manager thinks that you're you're just not here enough and that certain things aren't being done and i was like well first of all what's not being done and second of all like i said i'm here for 40 hours a week and to me that's enough because that's all i'm getting paid to be here for so why yeah. like how is that not enough and he was like oh well you know that you just take too many walks or that you're not at you're not in the lab uh too often or often enough and this is the type of job where yeah i mean there's like machines in different rooms i had to used to have to walk to the storeroom i used to have to walk to deliver packages and pick up packages and like all this shit so it, i there was no reason for me to just be sitting in the lab all day. That's besides the point. <laughs> anyway, so she, I've been working literally every day with the manager. She's Her desk was like, we could see each other from our desks. For six months, we I, we talk about her kids, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's kindergarten and the teachers and all this, blah, blah, blah. Come time for the performance review. And my big boss, top dog... He goes, oh, yeah, well, you, you know, this is what your manager said, that you're not here enough. Now, my question is, why in the fuck, for six months, if you have a problem with me not doing work or things aren't getting done, why is the first time I'm hearing about it in my performance review at the end, that's like at the end of the year, essentially? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For six months, you had a problem? And this is after I specifically, and this was a month before the performance review, I emailed uh, my the big boss. And her, my manager, right? And I was like, I just want to, you know, talk to you guys real quick just to make sure that, like, everything's going well and that, I, you know, if there's any more responsibilities you want me to take over because I just finished my master's. So I'm going to have more time and brain power on my hands to, that I can, like, do more in the lab. Nobody replied to me. A month later, oh, you're not doing enough in the lab. Okay, well, didn't I just fucking ask you that a month ago? I literally just fucking asked you that. We, besides that, we've been working together for six months. I see you every day. You can turn and be like, hey, Adam, what's up? And I'll be like, oh, not much. That's how close we are. And yet this, you haven't said a literal one single fucking word to me about, oh, well, you should do this or that to improve your job. You know, like, how the fuck does that make any sense? So these are the type of people that I have to deal with. And that's one specific person. But every single person that I had to work with, work with has a very strange, like, way of dealing with people and the world that it's just because scientists are so like oddly specific people because they go by their intellect and they're very you know they have to make decisions about everything so it, everything is reflective of their own you know shenanigans but it's like so much to deal with when you have you have to deal with that's your manager and then you have to go talk to this other fucking complete strange weirdo in order to accomplish this task and you have to go to talk to this guy who you can barely understand because he's you know from a different country to you know get this thing done and they're the nicest people to be honest with you the chinese people i used to work with fucking amazing it barely spoke english hey shout out to dope. all you fucking hey it's a chinese new year happy chinese new year eating so, plastic you know. food and shit what's up oh what's up with Good that plastic you. rice though <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, yeah but those are the type of people man really fucking strange no people skills just very strange concepts of what's normal and what's you know, what you're supposed to do or not supposed to do and it's just not it's not fun to deal with that all day and i didn't really like the job anyway you know so it's like those things together literally the only reason i was there for so long was because it paid well if it didn't pay as well as it did i would have been fucking gone 
Yeah, and not I to say you, that man. like you know it was an easy job, I had a flexible schedule, so I'm not complaining here. All right, you fucks, but I just had to get out of there. I'm glad I did. All right, that's my work rant. I had to get. It it seems off my like chest. management is never the people. It's it's kind of the same thing when you're a kid and you think that adults have their shit on in order. You, you, when you start working, you realize like, oh, management probably knows what they're talking about. Nah, it never really seems to be the case, and it seems like they only ever pick up on the times when you're like, like you'll be doing your job for like. Pfft, hours right and then as soon as you like take a quick break they'll be like what are you doing taking a break yeah like, uh-huh. like can you just trust me a little bit to not be a fucking huge piece of shit right give me it's that like, room I, I mean i'm taking the, a 10 minute break because i've just been working for four hours like is, is that cool like isn't that a good ratio but they're looking at you like just start throwing dead mice at them <laughs> <laughs> this is what you want me to do one <laughs> two Three. He's counting the dead mice. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, as bad as I made scientists uh, out to be, man, keep in mind, I, I was one of them, man. I was one of the people who dedicated my life to counting things every day, which is why I'm telling you that's that's really what it is to be a scientist. You're, like, counting shit all day and doing, very like, pretty simple math all day. It's, like, it, it gets really mind-numbing. And if you love what you're researching, then it takes a whole other... Uh, or, I don't know. It's like a it's a whole different ball game because then you you're not counting it like I'm doing this for money. One, two, three, four, you know, five, six, seven. You're going like, ooh, I really I'm curious about these results. Like I wonder if the drug that I put in is gonna work. And while you're counting, you've got a much different train of thought going. But I yeah. didn't really care all that much about the research. Not to say that it's not, you know, I, I hope they've, you know, cure they're working on muscular dystrophy. So it's like it's not that I don't care that that gets solved. It's just like personally i'm not a muscle physiologist so that i hope kind it gets of worse so they realize how valuable you are <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks dude thanks yeah yeah sorry everybody out there muscular dystrophy <laughs> my boy needs to have his props <laughs> let's get this man some respect <laughs> oh man that sucks, man. But it's good. I mean, you're on the new things. That's good, you know? Mm-hmm. Fucking. Yeah. Like yeah, the people. Been... I work with normal people now, and it's a more normal job, and it pays well, even better. Good. So it's like, I was like, damn, this is fucking godsend. Not to use There is always that term. honeymoon period, though, not to bring you down, but there is always that, that new job smell where you're like, man, everybody here is great. Smell. And then, like, yeah. after a while, you're like, wait, wait, some of you are great. The rest yeah. of you suck balls. <laughs> My theory is that with every job, it happens, but it'll happen with different timing. So if it's a real shitty job, that's in a month you'll be like, "I'm done with this shit." Nope, yeah, I'm not doing this. I think the trick is to just find a job where you can keep it going for as long as possible. And I thought I had it with the lab because when I was in Philly, they would just leave me the fuck alone, honestly. And as long as I got all the things done that I said I was going to do, nobody asked me anything, and I always got the work done. Uh, why the fuck was I talking about that? Because well, because down here they don't they don't let you do that. I'm assuming they don't they they keep bothering you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like I got I was getting all the work done and then the fucking uh shit, you know the performance review they're antagonizing me and shit talking about I'm not working enough. It's like well before like I'm doing literally the same thing and before it was okay but now it's not. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, well, you know it could also be a situation where. Um, she felt like she had to save her ass for some reason for some fuck up and be oh, like, "Oh, it's Adam's sure. fault." Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I didn't want to, you know, attack this person <laughs> on on Mike, but 
There's there's a whole lot of I shit will. going on. What's her name and address? <laughs> Social Security. I'm having some intrusive ass thoughts right now. <laughs> uh, dude, I um. Before we get into that, because I do want to talk to you about that shit, I, I'll I'll lead into it with I saw a crazy ass movie last night that I highly recommend you go see with Jasmine because it'll be a great good old time. Have you seen Split? No, but we wanted to. Woo! You got to see Split, my dude. Oh man, I uh, I had a gift card, so I obviously had to take my girl out on a fucking uh, <laughs> on impromptu date. date night. What's up? We went to go see Split and. It was only playing in regular or RPX. Question, what the fuck is RPX? Oh, yeah. answer. It's like a regular movie theater that they charge you 10 bucks extra for. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, what's the uh, actual no. difference? Well, what's all right, the stated so, difference? So I'll tell you this much. It's that movie theater. Uh, for those who don't know, there's a movie theater in South Philadelphia, United Artists, Riverview Plaza 17, and RPX if you want to hit me up. You want to go see a movie with me? That's maybe where I'll be. Um, but they have two floors. They have a bottom floor with all the fucking bullshit riffraff fucking idiots. And then they have <laughs> the upstairs. Floor. Ooh, and the upstairs is RPX. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Because I thought, I was like, ah, it looks like, well, see, they were only playing it. They were playing it at 740 and 940. And okay. the RPX one was at 740. And then the 940 one was, I don't know, I'm going to wait two hours to go see this thing. Let's just go fucking see it. That's my fucking game. I don't know. Like, I'll throw some money at it just for convenience yeah, sometimes. Yeah, plus RPX, sure. We'll find out what that is along the way. Well, we looked it up and they said, like, oh, it's the high-end fucking theaters made only for our greatest clients and all this oh, fucking boy. upselling bullshit. They were like, more comfy seats and uh, uh, IMAX quality sound. Uh, so the sound effects, you can just hear them all over your fucking head and more room and the... the it was just a fucking, it looked like, I've been in movie theaters like that before. Like, it was just like a nice movie theater. Like, it was just right, like, right, right, right. you know, but it was also dirty as fuck, too. So I was like, I paid 10 bucks for there to be a whole fuckload of popcorn on the floor. You should yeah. be cleaning that bitch every fucking showing, man. Yeah, with this theater uh, first, because we're fucking paying for it. I'm pay- I paid, dude, I had a $25 gift card. I still ended up paying $11 somehow. So, like, that Damn. shit was too much. Too much. Did you, but uh, I will say that movie was good as fuck, and it was fun hanging out with my girlfriend Rachel. So like, I wasn't upset. I was like, <laughs> I had a good night. You know what I mean? I had a good yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. But we, I did have to comment like, what the fuck did we pay for, really? Yeah. Did you uh, pay for your seat, or did you? It wasn't like a normal one where you just pay for the ticket and then find. Dude, it, find there were like seat. ten people in that thing, and it probably could hold like hundred and fifty. It was really big. It was a really big movie theater, and and like the screen went from the top of the ceiling to the floor. Okay, but that's cool. When you're sitting all the way up in the middle, it just looks like a normal ass screen. I got so you. I whatever. See what you're yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, see what you're saying. We, we, like, we passed from, the from handicap chairs, and I was like, "How much are those?" <laughs> so let me sit. And, they've got a box to themselves. <laughs> oh man, we came with three friends, but one was in a wheelchair, so I put her in the retard section. <laughs> 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 We're gonna sit over here. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Split was a good ass movie, and it, and it kind of plays into uh, a fear I've been having recently. Well, not a fear I've been having recently, but I, I have been having like weird intrusive thoughts, and this is just the preamble to that. But Split is an M Night Shyamalan joint. Have you you've seen the previews? Yeah, yeah. 
this dude's got a split personality and he's cap and one of his personalities has captured these three girls and he's going to fucking do something to them. And it looked really good. It's shot in Philadelphia, which is always a plus for me. Cause I was like, I've been there. They, yeah, yeah. there was, they were inside of 30th street station. They were inside a couple other places that I would tell you, but it would be spoilers because they are directly related to the plot. Okay. Um, fair enough. But, fair enough. But, uh, there's definitely some shit going on in this movie and at first i thought it was going to be really dumb because the dialogue was really really bad for the first like and 10 minutes also m night Shyamalan wrote it so well yeah also m night Shyamalan <laughs> wrote it but like you know he's he's done he's signs? done some bangers man. come on signs, signs amazing six cents un- unbreakable amazing. unbreakable uh, i like the village the village was all right Dude, Lady in the Water? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Bro, kidding. The Happening? <laughs> Dude, I love The Happening uh, if you watch it as a comedy. That movie's the best. Oh, that it's horrible, the- man. It's horrible. Uh, watch it as it's, a comedy, dude. It's one of those movies where, like, I was actually confused watching it because I kept feeling like, am I missing something? Like, oh, yeah. this This feels like one of those movies where, like, like I, I'm, I'm not able to pay attention to anything because there's nothing. There's like very little connections. No, happening no, the and they have weird. And I, like, like, I must be threads dumb. that they just like, drop. A weird what? They have weird threads in that movie that they just kind of drop. Like the, yeah. there's a one where they're staying. They're in the side of this lady's house, and they go inside her room, and there's just a life size doll on her bed, and then she's just like, "Are you stealing from me?" And they Spoiler. never address any of that. I know. I know. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't like, oh, we mentioned this old lady in the beginning and she comes back in the end. And this is just, you know, now this is just the middle part or whatever. It's like, no, you literally, they just walk into this person's house and see a fucking doll. Well, I mean, I'm fast forwarding through a bit here, but they, they, they like stayed with her and ate dinner with her. It was real fucking creepy. But why would they go through this very specific scene of like them seeing a doll and then the, her freaking out? And then just never explain yeah, the doll. Yeah. They never, you know, not, like it doesn't and come back Shyamalan's up again. Like, it's like the real world. Sometimes you never know. Sometimes there are <laughs> unanswered mysteries in your life, you know? It's just hard to, like, I don't enjoy stories like that. Because it just, there's only, the only thread to follow is the plot. And the, it was a bad like, movie. The main plot. It was a real yeah. bad movie. Like, I, you know, I can't. I, I can't really the defend it shit. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I heard the Avatar movie was bad, but 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 I've heard movie. that he is on the comeback because I heard that he has that weird show that people like that he's like a producer on. I forget Which what it's called. That? Wicker Falls or some shit like I don't know. Oh, that's okay. not that's okay. not the name at all. But it's like a, a weird name. Grimlock for I don't know, some shit like that. But um give it give it another then, shot and I'll, I, I'll see I'll find I've it. heard the visit with the grandparents was really good. Yeah, that was uh, really I good. Seen I didn't it. know that was him. That was that good. was him. The super creepy so, man. He's back, baby. He's back. Cause Split, I was like, "Yo, this movie is fucking awesome." Like, I would definitely watch that movie again because it's held together by the main actor who plays this crazy guy, and he's doing. I mean, he doesn't do twenty four split personalities in the film, but he has twenty twenty three or twenty four. Mm-hmm. And he, you see about eight of them consistently, but it's so good how he. It's so good, like. He he has different facial expressions for different characters. Like you could tell, you could tell when he was his character was changing because of the way his face looked. I was like, That's oh, it's awesome. that one. What's and, the guy's name? Uh, uh, it's Wayward Pines, by the way, which is a good show. Wayward Pines. Um, What's his name? What the actor? 
Uh, said, I don't know. Said Wicker hand, Falls. But I said Wicker Falls. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's my that's my new show. Uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? But he he was so good, and um, God, he he should get nominated for something for this. But it, it was just impressive, and um, you know the girls are all right. M Night Shyamalan makes a cameo as always, and then there's this weird. There's this weird fucking thing at the end that I cannot reveal that's like almost unrelated to that the main plot of the story. There's this weird Easter egg at the very last shot of the scene the the the, the uh the movie where I laughed out loud, but it was pretty fucking cool. Like it was I was like, get the fuck out of here, but it was awesome. It was really <laughs> awesome. And uh, uh, yeah. I'll look out for the fucking do, Can I spoil it a little bit for you? Yeah, yeah, uh, you can spoil it for me. I'll for kids, everyone. If you haven't seen the movie, at this point pause it and watch the movie. It's it's not really a spoiler, but I will say this. That movie is directly tied to one of M. Night Shyamalan's other movies. And they what? might have another movie where the characters are interacting with one another. The characters in Split and the characters in this other movie. And I laughed really hard, but now when I think about it, it's really fucking cool. And then I read an article about it, and then my channel, I was like, yeah, I wrote this movie like 15 years ago. It was supposed to be in this other movie originally, and I just I didn't put it in there. That's dude, pretty fucking cool, man. Dude, it's very cool. Very, very cool. So definitely that, stay till the end of the That's why he's back. Movie. He's going, he's like, you know what? I need to stop writing new shit because I'm not good at that. I'm going to, I'm going to go make something that I never yeah. got a chance to make you yeah. know, 15 years back ago. Back in my prime. He was like, a lot of these scenes in this movie I wrote a long time ago and they've just been sitting in notebooks for a while. And I was like, damn. That's cool, man. That's why this is so fucking good. It was good, man. It was a thriller. All right. This guy's name is. IMDb, you're the fucking greatest. If I could find the fucking information. What's his Cast name? Cast and crew. James McAvoy? McAvoy? Yeah. McAvoy? McAvoy, yeah. Dude, bravo to him, man. Killed it. Seriously. I've seen Killing. him in something else, too. I, I he's do been like in him. a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, oh, man, yeah, it, he's, uh, he's Charles Xavier in the X-Men movies. Yup, there you go. But he is such a good actor, and he, he, he has these precise movements for the different characters and stuff, and the way that he holds himself. It's very creepy, very tense, very, very... And funny. Some of the, part, some of, the parts of the movie were, like, genuinely funny, which is weird. Uh-huh. It was kind of like an Ex Machina where they have that dance scene. Yeah, they had, some yeah. shit, they had some shit in there like that where it's like, this guy's like a fucking psycho weirdo, but this is actually really funny right now. <laughs> uh that's cool. So man. yeah, overall it was a great movie, man. I would definitely see it again. I have to say, I, I'm excited for that because I like M Night Shyamalan's style. I like what he, the kind of his goals as a that his movies have. Like you know, they're like they're meant to scare you in like a spooky, creepy kind of way. That's not gory. It's he he really is good at like crafting scenes so that they're kind of eerie. You know what I mean? And I like that that quality to his movies. But it's so hard to get a movie to work in those parameters i think that he, he just stumbled along the way and it was like like uh like, i see what you're doing with the happening like i see you're going for the same thing where it's like we don't like it's coming from everywhere like oh it's so scary but it's like but the plot and the acting and the like all that is just so stupid but yeah. if like signs that movie was good enough but the sixth sense that movie was fucking awesome man that, that's a fucking yeah. solid ass movie and that has that that quality where like he's the kid's talking to dead people and you can see how they die. It's like so creepy. All right, I'll just spoil it for you. It ties into Avatar. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I also like that movie, man. So maybe I'm just a fucking. I'm not the guy to go to about this shit. 
I mean, honestly, I think that he's shit on way more than he deserves. He had like two bad movies, but you know, like they, they did get progressively worse for a while, but like the lady in the water is trash. That movie is one of the worst movies I've ever fucking seen in my life. Have you ever seen that movie? I I have. Yeah. I don't really remember it. It was just, he cast himself as like the main character and he sucks. He's not a good actor. There's a guy who's like That's lifting weights, s- but with only one arm. Yeah, oh, dude. Why. Oh my god. I was like, I was at the time. I was like, Are you fucking serious? Like, this is like you. You wanted me to really believe that this is a character in this movie. Like, this isn't like Twenty Two Jump Street. I'm watching or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I could yeah, yeah. see it coming from a goofy stoner movie, but like, fucking <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It sucked, dude. It sucked. And then like, yeah. I don't know. I think you were right, though. I think the problem was he had a he was on a trend downward, and that's what people were picking up on. They're like, "Ooh, this keeps getting worse, don't it?" And he just he was like, "Yep, it does keep getting worse." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I had some dope ass shit. I had Six Sense is like my best thing, probably. Yeah. I Signs, like Unbreakable Signs too. I want to watch that again. Signs was good too. It wasn't as good as Six Sense, but Signs was good. It scared the fuck out of me when I was like in Signs fourth is a grade. Classic man, yeah. It scared yeah. the fuck out of me. Yeah. It's that iconic scene where the alien walks between the bushes at the Mexican birthday party. Oh, yeah. Holy I fuck, think we've dude. talked about this on here multiple times oh. because that shit kept me up at night. That is, Yeah, dude. Uh-huh. That scene is like a key a key point in my uh, my anxiety career as a kid because uh, I, d- I hated having the door open when I was going to bed. But like at my dad's house, it would just like creak open, and I would just oh, be like, I would shit. hate to see a fucking alien walk by right I know, now. Yes, oh yeah, my I had the same thoughts, dude. And for me, like I would say the same thing. It was like a new moment in like in in with like dealing with anxiety because usually like if I'm get if I'm about to get in trouble, I'll be anxious. If I'm at a party and I don't know what to do, I'll be anxious. But these things are like right in front of me. And they're obviously real, and I could get smacked or something, you know, not to, you know, make my mom sound that bad. But, you know, the the fear came from something that really might happen to me. But now, all of a sudden, I was just imagining a fucking alien walking across my doorway, and it was terrifying me. And I was like, I know this isn't even possible, but I'm still scared as fuck. Like, what is this? What Dude, is I've, been having, uh, I've been having, uh, this is a per- perfect way to get into this, man. I've been having uh-huh. some anxiety shits recently uh, in a way that like I haven't in a like, long uh, time. Like in the morning, anxiety shits like every morning you just get really anxious, <laughs> yeah, yeah, take yeah, a yeah. big shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, a shit out and it just talks to me. It's just like, you'll never achieve your dreams. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, no, just like weird. Uh, I, I mean, I've always dealt with this like throughout my life uh, to to a certain extent, but for the recently, I've gotten really good at bypassing it. Essentially, like it never really went away completely, but it I, I'd come up with techniques that were almost so basically like I'll have an intrusive thought. Like I used to have this when I was a kid, and I and I, I'm not sure if it's like I definitely think it's some undiagnosed thing because <laughs> uh, because the 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 amount of uh, the repetition that I have to go through in order to, to deal with it. Like it, it's, it, I, it doesn't seem, I mean, maybe it is, I don't know what right, other people's experiences are, but it feels abnormal to me and it always kind of has. Uh, but like when what I described it, the, you're talking about specifically, well, all right. So I'll have like an intrusive thought. Like for example, when I was a kid, I, I specifically remember like, um, here's a great example. That's not really that violent, but I was on a, a boat <laughs> going to, to this Island. And, uh, it, it it's, it's just kind of like, a thought of doing something you're not supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And, and being like, oh, fuck, what if I do that? Like, and I, somebody bought me a Beanie Baby, and I remember holding it over the side of the boat 
and just dangling it <laughs> and then being like you know like like i was gonna drop it and i was like yeah, yo, it yeah. would suck if i drop this shit like I, I really hope i don't drop this and then somebody was like you better not drop that and i was like fuck <laughs> I I really hope I don't the drop it. The pressure is I mean? on right now. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's you know it's like in one way it's like I'm doing it. I mean I know I'm doing it at some level, but uh-huh. it, it it's hard to combat it a lot of times. And and recently it's been a lot of thoughts of like uh like my big fear is like I would never want to be in like a Stephen Avery making a murderer kind of situation where like you know I kill somebody around me. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these stories. You see them, and they seem like perfectly reasonable people, and then they're just like, yeah, and then just some fucked up shit happened one night. You know yeah, what I mean? Uh-huh. And yeah. And my whole life went to shit because of that. I made one really bad decision, and it ruined the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, and like I and, and I don't nec- I don't think that I am like I like I could. It, the thing that fucks me up is I see these people before they do shit like that. And I'm like, oh, they just seem normal. I seem normal. Could yeah. that happen to me? You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like, do I have the potential to be a fucking overnight monster? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, you know, and that fuck has been fucking with me. Uh, and I've been getting anxiety about it. Oh, so I'll tell you what triggered it was two weeks ago, I ate an edible, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I ate an edible and I went over to my, I'll be, I'll be frank about this. Cause I, I've described this to her. I believe I went over to my girlfriend's house and I had this thought of like, Oh my God, I hope I never hit her. Like that would be terrible. <laughs> That'd be terrible. That'd be so bad. You know what I mean? That would be yeah. so fucking bad. And I was like, well, what if I just start hitting her out of nowhere? Like that would be, I, I, and I was like, well then I can't be around her. Cause I just can't, I don't want to let that ever happen. You know what I mean? It was, I felt like the incredible Hulk man in that moment where I was like, I don't, I'm just, I got to leave society <laughs> in order to like deal with this. And, and I, I was freaking out about, I was panicking and I just ended up sitting down on the floor until I fell asleep because I was just like, I just, I can't, I was afraid that I was out of control, which is kind of a crazy it, – it's ridiculous because the way I'm describing it is of someone who is totally actually aware of, like, what they're doing to a certain extent. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. But at the time, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. And I also – I made the – I did the cardinal sin of, of fighting the high where at one point I was like, I don't want this to happen anymore. And then it got way worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. – uh, yeah, so so I haven't been smoking weed. I've been trying to cut back on drinking just for that reason, just because I want to clear and meditate. And you know, in in a sense, it's a blessing in a disguise because it's tried it's it's pushed me back into good habits. But I've yeah. still been dealing with that anxiety since. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what's going on with me, man. Give me some sage Ooh. advice, Adam. It's wow. a heavy ass one. Yeah, that is a heavy ass one, man. I mean, it's like you said it yourself. It it is you. You know you're doing it on some level. But the the question kind of is like what level is it happening and you know, how can you get in there? Because my thing is here here's the way that I approached it was differently as a kid. Like I definitely got anxious. I definitely had these really crazy thoughts. But I would always just kind of uh like walk them out as far as they had to go. Just in my head because I at, at a certain point you realize like I can do anything in my head and it's not, my brother's not going to be harmed. You know what I'm like? I, I can think about stabbing my brother and he's not going to be harmed. So like, let me just think about this for a second. And the longer I would think about it, like I would just, I would be like, yeah, that would be nuts. And I could do it. And like, blah, blah, blah. But uh, like, 
I'm not doing it right now. And the odds of me doing it are pretty fucking low. Cause like, I feel like at some point I would stop myself. And so anyway, the, what I'm trying to say is I, I don't know, like, I can't tell you precisely like, well, if you just, you know, <laughs> all you have to do is, you know, th- think about a smiling rainbow, but it's, <laughs> there's, there's always something that you can do to like stop the cycle. Because I, I think what happens is, so you say you do it to yourself, and this is what I'm trying to explain, is that uh, you start with this thought, right? What if I, what if I stab myself, right? And that is your, you generated that pretty much almost from nothing or something, or it comes up like out of nowhere, right? If you get anxious about that, it's going to do like a, a loop in your head, and, but this time it's going to have like anxiety level one on it. And if it comes back and you think about it again, like, what if I fucking stab myself? Oh my God, like... And then it'll do another loop. And it, now it's on anxiety level two. And then, you're, you know, it starts branching out into all these different ideas of like, well, how, who the do I am I really ever in control of myself? Like, that means it could happen at any minute. You know, wh- what the fuck is going on here? Like, wh- people will hate me. And it's like you're thinking about all this and it's just spreading out in your brain and going through all these different cycles. The trick is to try and stop the cycle at any point, at any point that you can stop this thing from gaining momentum like a snowball down a hill. You have to start uh, using tools like tactics, you know what I mean? And it it means like just coming to grips with the fact that like, okay, maybe your brain's got some weird fucking shit going on. But when it's happening, don't try to think about what is this that's happening? Let me try to identify it. Instead, try to uh, find something that works to get you out of it and then just start using that thing. And it, it doesn't like, then it'll stop being like, It'll be like, oh, what if I stab myself? What if I stab myself? And you'll be like, oh, God, I'm doing that thing again. And you, I don't know, clap your hands three times. Just, I mean, anything yeah. will work. Well, but- what I, I did at oh, a certain point is like I, I sort of developed habits uh, for getting past that shit um, uh, that were working for a long time. Like I remember the one time, uh, well, I, I only did this for a while, but when we tripped on shrooms a couple years ago uh, and I was feeling anxious uh, like after the fact, like way after the fact, because I was sort of like having this uh, – What's the word? Disasso- it was n- not disassociation, but it was like an unreal, like things did not seem real. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, oh, this shit just all seems kind of false. Uh, and it was freaking me the fuck out. I would, I started naming wrestlers and I would just be like, Ric Flair, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then like after a while, I'm like, oh, I'm just naming wrestlers. I'm not worried anymore. And then I'd be like, exactly. oh shit, I'm not worried anymore. Now I'm worried again. And I'd be like, oh, right, let me just start naming wrestlers again. Cause eventually yep. I know this shit will fucking stop. And, and, I, and I know that it's, Eventually, I I know that that's the answer, and that's also kind of frustrating. Is that like I feel like I was in a much better state of mind uh, when I was doing things that you know helped me stay in a better state of mind, and I just haven't been doing that. So I feel yeah. kind of out of shape as far as my uh, my uh, capability to have good mental health goes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not building the foundation for that. You know, I'm not. Right. I, I have not been doing that. Yeah, uh, for a while. And now, uh, that, so, like the the fucking the walls are starting to teeter totter, and you're like, "Oh shit, I got to fix yeah. the foundation again." Like, I can like, still oh, fix shit. this. I can still like, fix yeah. this whole uh-huh. thing, but I just feel like it's like fuck. Now there's like this weird period where I'm I might just feel anxious for a while until I get this sh- a hold of this shit again, you know? Mm-hmm. And it sucks, dude. It sucks. Yeah, man, it sucks. You got to go through it though. You got you got to go through it, you know? Because imagine one day. 
you're completely over your anxiety. You never, like, you haven't gotten anxious, literally. Imagine this. I'm, I'm not even, like, whether it's possible or not is a different question. But imagine that you were anxiety-free for a decade and, and for 10 years. For 10 years of your life, you were like, I, I can't remember being anxious at all during that time. Like, not even a little bit. That would be worth every, like, dip into anxiety town that you might have to take, you know, let's say until you're 30. If, and then you just forever... You just go through life anxiety free, and I feel like that's like that's the the challenge of the for human beings is to like you know you're born with some shit you know and life fucks you up and you you develop other shit that you use just to survive and it fucks you up in this way and that way, but I think the one of the best things that a human being can do is be like all right well what's the shit that's fu- that I'm fucking up on and how do I fix it. And then you fix everything, and you keep fixing, and you keep fixing, and then your life is just fucking awesome. So anyway, I think that's the whole uh, that's the whole kit and caboodle of life is going through these cycles of like being really anxious, so that you can figure out what to do when you get anxious. Because yeah. otherwise, you're gonna get keep, you're gonna keep getting stuck there, you know. Yeah. But once you get past it, there's other things that'll take your attention. Yeah, and I and I felt I feel. Uh, a sense of guilt at the moment as well, because I also sort of, when I, when I got this new job and I started dating my girlfriend, I started having all these other things in my life. I kind of, I remember actively at one point turning away from God, essentially in quotes, if you know what I mean, in the, in the way that it's like, uh, all right, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this uh, chase on hiatus because maybe I was just chasing my own tail for a while. And maybe if I just live life, maybe that's just, oh, you can just get through it like that. You know what I mean? And it works for a while. You know, it works for a long time. And then something happens where it stops working and you look around and you're like, oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Fuck. (laughs) Like, yeah, I can't, I can't ignore it as as I can't ignore it forever. <laughs> yeah, that uh, is an interesting cycle that does happen. And it's happened to me, and I've heard other people talk about it too, where it's like, you start, you, you like, oh, I'm going to meditate every day, and I'm going to do yoga every day. And you really do it, and you do it for a while, and you start to notice these changes, and you're feeling great, and you're all excited about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, after a while, it just gets feels dry almost. Or maybe you just, you know, your schedule got fucked up, and you just lost the habit of it. But then you kind of make this choice of like, well, I'm just going to like do this thing for a while and like just kind of free ball it and not worry about, you know, oh, I have to meditate or I have to do this or that. And there is there comes a time of that where you're just like, you know, because like for me, that means like, uh, I don't know, just kind of watching TV, playing video games, just laying around, you know, that kind of shit. Just, you know, hanging out, drinking, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's like, well, I'll, I'll just do that and see how that works. And, you know, cause the other thing it, the, I, I'm not so sure about where I'm going anymore. So you have to like wash the taste out of your mouth almost, which is kind of crazy to say. But I think the point of that, you know, if you want to call it spiritually is that you can, uh, you start doing these practices because you, you are excited about something, right? And then you realize that they're taking, they're, they're taking you somewhere, but it's not quite where you thought it was taking you. So then you have to like stop and be like, well, what the fuck am I doing this for anyway? And then you go at it again. I think you just come at it from a different angle and you you take it until you realize like, oh, it's not going to take me there either, you know? And so you have to keep adjusting what you're going for. And But each time uh, you do this, that changes what your, you know, what I call it your sadhana, like what your spiritual practice is along the way. So it's like, well, first, let me just try 
and, you know, be a meditative person and be happy all the time. And you start to notice how hard that is, you know, and then you start to think, well, why is that hard? Why can't I just be happy all the time? It's like, oh, well, your body's not in good shape. Your mind is fucking all over the place. So it's just hard to it's hard to be happy when all that shit's, you know, commotions going on. So then you're like, all right, let me do yoga. You know, this is round two now. I'll just do yoga and uh, try to eat better. And then you have a better body and a better mind. And then all of a sudden you can sit straight for long periods of time. And it's comfortable and that that when you choose to be happy, like, oh, now I'm going to be happy and meditate with a solid body and your mind is quiet now, you can really start to notice like, oh, I can make myself happy just by sitting here. But if your if your body is starting to ache and you're, you know, you yeah. ate too much earlier, then you're, you're not going to get to that that place. And so that's where I'm at now where it's like I, I tried just, you know, kind of like awareness of my life and, you know. All that. And that definitely has its advantages and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't going fast enough. So I was like, all right, well, I'll do some chanting and some, uh, you know, pranayama or something. And it's like that definitely has its has a benefit. But that also, uh, you know, it, it has its place, but I'm not in that place yet. So it's like, well, I can't just choose what I want to do. You know, what are, what's the, what are the problems that I'm going through right now? And it's like, well, one of the problems is I'm not in shape. You know what I mean? I'm not like out of shape terribly, but I'm not, I'm definitely not in shape. I'm not eating that well. I'm, I'm eating okay food. I'm just eating too much of it where it's like, you know, just basic shit, nothing too crazy, but it's, I'm starting to realize like, if you want to like, cause you know, if you want to be this blissful meditative fucking person, it helps to have a really strong body you know you need it in some ways maybe not a really strong body but you need to be healthy like i'm i feel fat right now and when i sit down and breathe it's not the same kind of breathing that i remember experiencing there's wheezing and shit going on it's like like, does that sound peaceful to you motherfucker oh it's because i'm carrying around like 15 20 pounds more than i was before you know Uh and that's fucking what's doing it and it's it's not i'm not getting the same shit out of it and it's like well you can't like this you can't yeah Yeah, it's not it's not possible yeah or i mean it's possible it's surely possible but it's super fucking hard you know you really have to have razor like attention and you know a really high degree of control over yourself if you're gonna sit there with like a body that's sending you signals of like i'm in pain like you know like this doesn't feel good. You got to move. You have to move. If you can, like, it takes, it's hard to sit there and just listen to that and not move your legs and not move your arms. And I feel like that is, you get stuck in cycles of that when your body's not healthy. You get stuck in cycles like, oh, now my back hurts. Let me try and lean a little bit or let me try and breathe a different way or now my legs falling asleep. So let me like adjust. And, you know, you go through so much of that, that in the 20 minutes, you never really actually relax. Cause when you yeah. start moving your body, it, it, it starts, it just generates thoughts and then you have all these extra thoughts to deal with you know cuz you decided to adjust but my body generates thoughts yeah mine you know when i was one of the times i was really it's tripping like, hard i i that was i realized that no 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 my i realized thoughts. that t h o t s no when i was tripping on acid man i realized that my body is producing these thoughts <laughs> 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 producing these thoughts no but uh i realized that your body is really just a thought generator from the from the subjective experience like you can think about you know i have bones and i have joints and all, all this kind of stuff but you only know that because you learned it if you think about what you're feeling if you close your eyes and feel your body you can realize that it's all happening in your mind and you're only learning about what's happening with your body when it sends you signals and if you sit really still it stops sending you signals 
you know, and then you start to realize like, oh, my, my, this one little tiny muscle is pulled, you know, because the rest of it is being quiet. But your body is really just a thought generator. When you open your mind, your eyes, now you're introducing a whole lot of visual thoughts into your head. When you are listening, now it's sound thoughts that you're generating. And if you touch something, those are touch thoughts that you're generating. Your body is just generating thoughts for you, uh, different kinds of thoughts, but it's just generating thoughts for you to to deal with, you know, it's almost like yeah. a controller of, in some kind of a way. But I, I, that's the way that I, I still see it. Like I, I've ascertained it really clearly when I was tripping, but that's definitely still the way that I see my body now where it's like, if you really think about it, you are inside of a body. You have, you have never been outside of your body. You've never actually seen light. Your eyes are sending in light through your skull, which is hard and dark. So, I mean, to think like the thing that really trips me out is like there's complete darkness on the inside of your body and out there, what we call out there, we can open our eyes and, and see it. It's really all dark. We've never actually seen what's out there. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's, I, I'm, I don't mean to take this on a fucking crazy spin because I now I know I sound ridiculous, but no, you if don't you sound close ridiculous. your eyes, you're not really, you're not, you're never really touching anything either. Yeah. You're kind of encased in this thing. So you're like, your hands are touching shit. Right, but you're not really touching it. You're just getting information from your hand. You're looking at, you know, the world, but you're not really seeing the world. You're seeing what your eyes are telling your brain and what your brain is filtering to you. So you're never actually seeing or touching or tasting anything out there. So we don't we have very little clue about what's happening out there, you know? And that's the the out thereness, which is like Whatever is outside of my body is essentially what I refer to as God, to bring this in a long, long circular way. Because uh, I feel like I never get a chance to explain what I mean when I say God. And that's all that I mean. You know, I'm in this body. Everything else out there is God. And it happens in so many different ways. There's a physical, you know, component and all that that we are used to. But there's other shit going on out there. And everything, you, Seamus, you're part of God in my experience. It's like it's all this one big happening well yeah you're in it too then you you yeah the, the person experiencing it is also inside of it yeah and that's the tr- the trippy thing man that's that's the trippy thing and so finding that connection between god or whatever and yourself and then trying to like harmonize this oh god this sounds so horrible it's like if it, existence could have like a third person perspective that would sort of be god in a weird way like kind of yeah, if but you also all of it. the first person ex- experiences as well. Like it's almost it wraps up everything pretty nicely. It's this weird fucking shapeless thing that is just sort of like it's this weird super in man. Or maybe I don't know. It feels yeah. like I one time I, the last week I was standing at the bus stop and I was like, man, I haven't had a thought like this in a while. Where I just I was like, man, this whole time I've been out essentially, like knocked out. It feels like I've been knocked out, and then you have these moments where you're like. Oh, yeah, the whole time I was, like, worrying about whatever the fuck this whole time, I've just still been inside of this thing the whole Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Never left. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It really does get, like, it seems like this, like, we're stating the most obvious thing. Like, well, obviously, like, I've been in my body the whole time. That's stupid. Like, what do you mean? But, like, it goes so much deeper than that because to think that you've never actually felt something, anything, what you're feeling is your fingers sending information to your brain. That's what you're feeling, which is just you. It's it's going through so many filters that what you're feeling 
it's not actually what's there. You know what I mean? It's all, and all, all that you've ever felt are your own sensations. It's been what your fingers are feeling. It's what your ears are hearing. You, you've never heard music. You know, you, you've never heard music the way that it actually sounds. What you're hearing is only what your ears are able to pick up and what your brain is able to make sense out of. So, so that leaves out literally the majority of information of, of anything, whether you're touching it or seeing it, tasting it. All you've ever experienced has been inside of yourself. You've never actually been outside of yourself, which is insane to think about. If you just, like, I, it's hard to explain because it seems obvious because it is, but the implications of it, I think, are what make it a really astounding thing to me to think about. It's that you've never actually had an experience outside of yourself. So everything that you can see, everything that you can think of, everything that you consider anything <laughs> is actually all happening inside of you at all times. Because you've never, so if you think about, you know, oh, I'm, sta- I'm staring out at the universe and there's this perceived sense of enormous distance and this enormous, you know, you're, you're aware of the big vacuous emptiness of the universe and you're imagining these enormous stars whirling around in galaxies and the Big Bang. All of that that you just saw and are feeling and imagining is actually still happening inside of you. You've never experienced anything outside of yourself. It's insane for me to think about that shit. I just start getting a nosebleed. (laughs) 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 I start having a seizure. (laughs) It's all inside of me. That's what they meant. Information overload. That's what Pixar was trying to tell me the whole time. That's what I think about on a day-to-day basis, man. I just try to look around and and like when someone's talking to me, I'll like I try to re- remember that this experience, the whole thing, them talking to me, me, you know, having these emotions and thinking about what they're saying, it's all actually happening inside of me. And I try to be the me that is containing all of it instead of uh, instead of being like, oh, I'm talking to somebody else. I try to be the thing that's watching Adam talk to his coworker. You know, I try to be the whole, you know, the the whole thing. That's that's my my fucking get up these days. How's that working out for you? Uh, it's interesting, man. It gets pretty trippy because you really can get to these states where, like, um, uh, I don't know. It's just like a. Like the word I like for it is th- there's an isness. It's just what what is. What is there is all that there is. So it's like if you're typing, you're just typing. You're not like having a fucking because if you just focus on like, well, if I'm typing, my fingers are moving. You can see that, but you're also in a room. So if you're if you just let your peripheral, you know, you are aware of your peripheral vision, and then you kind of back out and say, well, I can. All of this is inside of me from from this part of my eye, you know, from my left eye all the way around to my right eye. All of that is actually inside of me. So let me like uh, take on that perspective. You know, I'm this I'm the big I'm the room and I'm watching myself type. And it happens just by paying attention to what's in the room. So like when I'm looking at this laptop, right. I'm also trying to keep in mind, not really, because I'm slipping up. This is a good conversation. Good conversation snaps me out of this kind of thinking. But I'm also aware of the TV over here to my right and the the paintings over there. And there's a rug under me and it's tan and there's a lamp over here and, you know, a wall. But I'm trying to be the thing that is seeing all of this, including because in, essentially I'm like a human in my own environment it, to my 
you know, to your vision. If you look down, you can see your own body. So I'm trying to like imagine myself as a like a person sitting in a room and just seeing what I can see and trying to get a clear picture of the room instead of get trying to like think of uh oh well what am I going to say next then you know uh am I am I sitting straight am I breathing properly I just try to pay attention to everything that I can see and hear and try to assimilate it and try and get a clear picture of what the room is without moving my eyes you know something like that that's that's kind of how I just how I can describe it but then I start to feel more less like the the you know the ape you know less like the ape person and more just like myself I don't know and just watching this thing happen which is it's cool man it's cool it's hard to describe because I lived my life so long in in this in one like way of thinking about myself that like was kind of fed to me through you know American culture and blah 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 parents and all that school and it kind of is it's getting like kind of shattered and broken in the last like year or so in ways that like I wasn't expecting because even like I had, you know, like, oh, man, like, mind-blowing experiences in college, man, you know, smoked some pot and had some interesting conversations. But, like, and that shit was, like, child's play to, like, what's been going on recently because I'm starting to realize, like, I thought, like, oh, man, like, I generally knew what I was, you know, who I was and what I was doing. But, like, I was just off on the details. I'm starting to realize, like, no, I was fundamentally wrong about who I am and how I work and what I'm supposed to be doing and all that shit. And... It's becoming the other shit that I didn't understand about my life earlier is put into such clearer light now that I'm, you know, doing my thought exercises like this and trying to just, you know, do these practices and things. It's like it it does have very, very tangible effects that I can like. So if one example is with anxiety, if I realize that I'm getting anxious, I, I can like stop it pretty, pretty quickly by just being like by uh, switching back to like, well, I'm in a room. What's in this room? You know, let me try and put every detail of this room in my head at once. Try to picture ev- like there's so much in your room right now. Like look around your room. There's so many like things, trophies. There's a dresser. There's clothes. Try to keep every detail of it in your mind at once. Like try just try to remember everything that's in your room or like, you know, see it all at once. And it takes so much mental effort that you now you're not thinking about what you were anxious about. You're just trying to keep it like, oh yeah, there's a jar over there. Oh yeah, 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 that's what that is. And you're trying to build a model of it all in your head. And that's what it takes so much energy that you just draw away from this thought process that's going on in your head and you're paying attention to what's going on out there in the world or, you know, whatever. And that's a much more stable thing to focus on rather than your own psychological process. Because trust me when I say that shit could be getting crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't have to tell me, man. Fuck, you don't (laughs) have to tell me. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And and the thing is, I've usually been pretty good about just uh, recognizing that thoughts are... I know know for a fact... I don't know for a fact. I guess that's probably not a good way to start because then I, if I know something, then I can't fucking learn that I'm wrong if I am. You know what I mean? I'm, but it seems as if thoughts. No, well, no. I think I think that I can. It's it's hard. I'm having just a say seems here. as if. Just say seems as if. It seems as if. <laughs> seems as if thoughts kind of just they're kind of like waves, man. They just come and then they disappear. They turn into some other shit. They turn into other thoughts, and they're not. They're not 
solid things that you can like hang on to, but they they are real in the sense that your actions will follow your thoughts sometimes if you allow them to. So like if you think like I guess that's where the fear comes. If you think like I'm going to do something violent, the fear is like, well, what if I do? But the reaction is the reason I shouldn't be afraid of it is the fact that I'm so worried about doing it. It speaks to the fact that things are working right. Like, oh, yeah. it would be bad to kick this dog. And I should mm-hmm. fe- I should be happy that I'm having that reaction because I know that it's bad to kick a dog. You know what right. I mean? I know that it's bad to hit people. I know that it's bad to, like, shoot people. I don't want to do these things. Mm-hmm. So, but instead I go, like, but what if one day I do think it's a good idea? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that that's the fear. Like, it's it's a fear of I I I wrote a I'm I'm working on jokes about it. I sent it to you earlier. But the 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 fear is like I'm afraid of going crazy on the outside, but still being sane on the inside. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. I'm afraid. Of, basically, I'm afraid of possession. <laughs> yeah, where your body is just doing shit, and you're like, why is this happening? Like, I don't want to be doing any of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because I, I know, I, and it's it's. I know that it's unreal. It's not something that I that deserves all the attention I'm giving it. But it's, yeah. but it's I think also that's the com- only issue. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's fun well, to yeah. think about that shit. Because then, like you said, you you you're generating thoughts, so you want your thoughts to be balanced in your favor. So if you're starting to think, "Oh God, what if I stab myself or somebody else?" You want that to be balanced out by thoughts of like. Yeah, but that's not good, and I get this worried feeling every time I even think about doing that. So I can't imagine actually being able to go through the whole thing without being like, "What the fuck am I doing? I'm so like I'm so anxious right now because I'm about to stab someone. Like, what am I doing? I, I don't want to stab anyone. Like, just that that those thoughts alone are kind of your way of trying to uh, like rinse the bad thought out of your system that's what that's that's the image i'm getting where but it's like because you keep generating that next thought of like yeah but what if i do it yeah yeah or (laughs) the the thought is or the thought is why did i think that in the first place you know what i mean like (laughs) am i a bad person for having that thought but it almost feels like thoughts are kind of out of your control in a lot of ways they just kind of come yeah Mm -hmm. because i don't know where they're coming from i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you where i what's generating these thoughts initially, you know, like it's not, it doesn't feel like me doesn't feel like I'm like, let me think about this real quick, you know? Right. It's all memory. It's all just memory. Whatever you remember, you know, it's all just memory. You know, that's really what it comes down to. I'm glad I brought this up because I, I, I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, What'd you say? I'm glad I brought this up because I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better about it. Oh, you that's know? good. I, Sorry, I was def- I was freaking out, man. I was I was I was essentially like I I, I, I was, to my credit I was handling the panic uh, pretty well because I sort of have this muscle memory now for handling it. Yeah. Where it's not it doesn't like I was freaking out yesterday in front of people who know me and they had no idea because like yeah. I'm good at like. You know, on the it's good and bad because I can kind of it's like hiding your alcoholism. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It is like it, you yeah, know, no, no, you're not no. being honest with that person, but at the same time, it's like, well, if I tell them I'm freaking out right now, it's literally going to do nothing. Right? Like, it's not it's gonna just going to make good. things worse. Actually, yeah. So what I can do is just <sighs> just get through this, mm-hmm. and and like so. For example, when I ate that edible, I just meditated for the rest of the night, and I was like, I'm fucking freaking the fuck out right now. Mm-hmm. But if I just sit down, nothing will happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. That's how I started meditating when I was. Uh, I started uh, 
like smoking weed pretty much. That's pretty much when I started like what I would call like meditating. Um, I would smoke a whole bunch of weed and then get on the bus and it was like an hour and a half bus ride. And I would just sit on the bus and try to be really still because it's like at that I was so relieved to like be out of my house and to be really high that I was just like, let me just sit down because when I stand up, I, I start to like get worried about are people looking at me like all this shit. So I would just get on the bus, go all the way in the back, sit down, put my hood up, sunglasses on and just listen to music and just like totally give up. You know what I mean? Like totally give up. And that that's where the there's uh, definitely a. I don't know, like a place to hide of just giving up, you know, like, all right, I'm just going to sit down and do absolutely nothing, like nothing. And just let this like, if I'm going to be anxious, I guess I'm going to be anxious, but I'm not going to try to do anything else while I'm this fucking anxious. I'm just going to oh, sit yeah. down and be anxious. Oh, yeah, because you, you've seen me. You've seen me have a panic attack in the past where I've been like, I have to get, I have to get out and then I eventually go for a walk or something or leave the place. This time I was like, you can feel that as much as you want, but you're not fucking moving. <laughs> you know feel it you want to leave yeah me too buddy i'm in here yeah. with you <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but you know you just sit down and then what happens you fall asleep and you wake up the next day but you know what the, the, the other panic that i've been having recently is just like am i just gonna have to do that forever and it's like maybe yeah maybe maybe and that's that's where some of my depression came from yesterday because i was just like fuck man this shit is so challenging. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so, though. I really don't. Right now it is. It doesn't have to be. The way I'm doing, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> no, no, I, I just mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be forever is what I'm saying. I, I think everything has a, has a solution, you know, especially psychological problems. I think most psychological problems that are happening in, in America especially, but I just think like in the world today are really like, you can you can chalk them up to other things. And I think a lot of it is, um, just diet and exercise. I think if yeah. people ate better and had better gut health and went, you know, running once a day, everybody in the world, like, or everybody in America, at least, you know, we didn't have a bunch of fat fucks running around shoving food down our throats. And, you know, it's just not, it's not conducive to how your body is designed to process. Like it's your, your body is, it'll feel great. Like it'll, like I said, your body's a thought generator. It can generate amazing thoughts for you, like really pleasurable ones, happy ones, just by, you know, going around and moving around and throwing things and, you know, throwing your body around. It just needs to be <laughs> moved around and that'll generate good thoughts for you. And that way you have much less chance of getting anxious if you're constantly receiving pleasant feedback from your body you know like hey we're yeah, doing great yeah. I, I feel great i feel great i feel great you know uh so that i feel like if, if between diet and exercise if if more of our bodies were talking to us that kind of a way instead of like oh my fucking back man like oh my legs <laughs> you know like if we could get rid of some of that uh i think uh, a lot of the other problems would get taken care of and maybe you would still be anxious right an anxious person but it would be like, oh, I got this job interview coming up. I'm really fucking anxious. And then, like, who can blame you, you know? Whereas it's like, what if I jump off the fucking <laughs> – jump off this boat right now? It's like, well, no reason, no need to get anxious about that because, like, didn't You're happen. You're not going to do that. Not gonna you do, you not have no happen. history of doing that. <laughs> right. You don't want to do that even. It's, it's been like 25 years and you haven't done that yet. So I think you're, I think it's safe. Yeah. But it only takes yeah. one time. It only takes one time and you're fucking behind bars, dude. <laughs> Fuck. 
Uh, let that yeah. be a lesson to you, grandkids. It only takes one. It only takes one. It only takes one dirty cop in your small town to frame you and <laughs> send you a jail. Yeah, worry about that life. constantly. <laughs> Our gift to you: a little anxiety from 2017. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this has been conversations for our grandkids. What's yeah. up, grandkids? Did I chill the fuck out? How's my gut health? Get get in there. <laughs> criticize Check. me. Critic- criticize me, yeah. Yeah, I, I bet they're going to fucking figure it out. Because I think our parents and their generation didn't give a flying fuck about gut health and fucking diet and exercise. They were just like, oh, you know, American dream. Get a, get a wife, you know. Drink beer or whatever. I don't. I don't give a shit. No, I'm just kidding. They probably care more than that. But I think our generation really does care about like, oh, like, how do I be healthy? Like, what's healthy? You know, let's eat like organic, fresh ingredients. I think more of us are, are <laughs> pushing that. <laughs> well, look, this has been conversations for our grandkids. You can check us out on Twitter. It's Convo for Grandkids. We're on Facebook. We're on Stitcher. We're on uh-huh. iTunes. How are you listening to this right now? It's probably an easier way. We're also at candymunchers.com, which is uh, our headquarters on the web, as it were. So check us out. Uh, if you and can, don't give me any lip because you know I'm I'm liable to explode. That's what, that's what you've learned from this episode. <laughs> uh, you please tell a friend about this show if you like it. Uh, that would be really awesome. We're trying to just get people to listen uh, who might like the show and uh, rate us on iTunes if you haven't yet. Because that really helps us out. And, uh, yeah. Stay classy. I feel better, man. Yeah, I feel better, too. Yogurtova Bogurtova Sangurtova Sangavinaha Yasya Brahmani Ramate Chittam Yasya Brahmani Ramate Chittam Nandati Nandati Nandateva Nandati Nandati Nandateva Satsangatve Nisangatvam Nisangatve Nirmohatvam Nirmohatve Nishchalatatvam Nirmohatve Nishchalatatvam Nishchalatatve Jeevan Mukti Nishchalatatve Jeevan Mukti Punarapi Jananam Punarapi Maranam Punarapi Janani 
जठरे शयन पुनरपी जननम पुनरपी मरण पुनरपी जननी जठरे शयन इह संसारे बहुदुस्तारे इह संसारे बहुदुस्तारे कृपया पारे पाहि मुरारे कृपया पारे पाहि मुरारे